0: To defeat an enemy, you must
1: know them.
0: Not just their battle tactics,
1: but their history, philosophy, art. Welcome. To the Chase Ascendancy Podcast.
0: All righty then. Hello everyone and welcome back to... The Chase Ascendancy. Episode number... 44. 44, yeah. Episode 44. Today we're talking about the voices of Star Wars... I love that we get to cut to the nitty-gritty because the Mando episodes are coming out. Mm. Um, Before we go any further, we want to say thank you for tuning in. If you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video, hit the notification bell so that you get updates when we put out new things, and uh, share it with your friends. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review and we will read it on the air. Uh, So far, nothing new. Since October. Uh, that's okay. Uh, just that helps the channel grow. So we'd appreciate it if you did that. Today yeah. we're talking about the voices of Star Wars. So we've done some pretty serious things here recently and uh, every Mandalorian episode is uh, so serious. And so we are kind of jumping into something a little bit more fun and silly. Uh, one of our listeners actually thought this would be a cool idea and so we're going for it.
1: What was that? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what to do with my arms. Is this a new shirt? No, I've had it for quite a while. I just don't wear it very much. Oh,
0: looks cool. Thank you. Uh, so, the voices of Star Wars, we've compiled,
1: count them, 55. 55 of our most favorite voices. And by the way, we 55. know... 55! <laughs> we know that this is a, uh, a list that we're pretty married to because we wanted to make it 50 and then we just couldn't figure out a way to make that work. Yeah, so we added Five.
0: Uh, we probably could have kept going, honestly. We could have just kept going and going and going. So I'm sure there might be someone that we miss. Um, you know,
1: I just thought of one. But we'll go for it. All right? I'll just say we don't have Princess Leia and we don't have Ray. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, they're not necessarily iconic voices. They're iconic characters, for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say that there's... Some of them are ne- not even necessarily dialogue, but it's some. It's a it's a voice yeah, it's that we a, like.
1: It's a voice to somebody. Um,
0: I would like to give you a shout-out really quick, Finn, uh, from North Carolina. This one's for you. <laughs> uh, Nia Numb did not make the list, but I know that he is one of your faves. And uh, because some of our faves are on there, the list had to stop at 55, or we would have kept going, and then something crazy would have happened. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna. Here's what we're gonna do, okay? We're gonna name you the character, talk a little bit about their voice, nothing crazy. This is more of a fun episode.
1: We've got fifty-five, so please, we're just we're just gonna fly through these. Bad boys. Probably
0: gonna fly through them. Uh, we might talk a little bit about some of the more important ones. Should have opened up this drink before we started? We're just gonna go for it, and then um, go for it from there. We might talk a little bit about the character, might not. And then if we have. Uh, On the soundboard, if we have something from them that we've uh, got going, we'll play that. But regardless, every person, we have agreed, one of us has to do an impersonation of that character. So that's going to be the fun part. going to be bad. Okay, we'll start with number one. Now, the first handful are because they're some of the greatest. These aren't necessarily in a ranking order, but this number
1: one is number one voice in all of Star Wars. Darth Vader. Yeah, we got the... uh... This isn't really his voice, but I think this is the most iconic part about Vader's, though. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many books or comics that it's described as, like, they walk or they're standing somewhere and they just hear Vader breathing behind them. Right. Yeah, they
0: talk about, in a certain point of view, how intimidating that is. Yeah. Which we're trudging through.
1: Some really good stories, some okay stories. We'll talk about that later. I made it through a Rendezvous Point today. Oh, you did! Yeah. That was a good one. It was good. I think that it might it might be my new favorite. But, oh, really? But hunger is probably still my favorite.
0: Hunger. Yeah. Well, it's a wampa being read by Sam Woodworth, So you really can't beat that. It's kind of hard to beat. Veers was also really good. Veers was
1: good. I, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk so about. So
0: Vader, uh, Vader's fun, and um, you got a
1: good Vader impersonation. No. 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 Well, I mean, you just everybody can like cup their mouth and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> what's a, what's your favorite Vader line? Uh, I got a good one here. Okay. All right, let me use for I say that, and then I thought about getting, like, my uh, my little keyboard out just because it would be a bit easier, but... It's a little midi. Here we go. All too easy. That one's good. That's a good
0: one. Uh, another classic is the Surprised Vader.
1: One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I don't have that one queued up. I don't know why.
0: What? Uh, one of my favorite ones. Uh, I think right Let's now... Let me see if I can shoot it from the hip. Okay. Uh, while you're getting that, one of my There's a favorites? good chance this is
1: not it, but... What? Oh, nailed it. There it was. Good job. That's probably my favorite. By the way, there are like 80-something sound bits for me to accurately guess that. I'm very proud of myself. Good job. Um, one of my favorites
0: is... Uh, I just love that he's on a man on a mission, and so when they're talking about the asteroid field and he goes... Asteroids do not concern me, Admiral. That's one of my favorites. Yes, yeah, he could not be less concerned. Yeah. Okay, number two. One of my top three characters of all time, Mr. Kylo Ren.
1: I'm sure you are. Yeah. Him uh, talking about himself being your favorite character.
0: Yeah. Uh, hey, Kylo. Uh, I just gotta say I'm a big fan. Sorry. I'm sure you are. See what we did there? Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: Do your best. Go ahead, do your I, best. There's Kylo. no way for me to do that without being loud. Okay. Um, here's here's another one. Though. Oh. Ah! <laughs> you want to stand in the corner and do your Kylo impression? It's gonna be it's gonna be so loud. <laughs> I remember somebody, uh, one of my friends on Xbox, wanted me to do an impression of it, and I just like full send, yelled into the mic, so everybody on Xbox got that.
0: That's funny. Blow that piece of junk out of the sky.
1: Kylo is all of our spirit animals.
0: Uh, it's funny because somebody was interviewing Adam Driver and they were like, so what do you have to think of? What's the deep method acting you have to do to get to that anger?" And he goes, oh, I think about taxes and traffic and I'm there. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, one of the one of the chiller lines that also is very powerful that I don't think we ever really explored to the place that we should have. Darren? Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started um was whenever they're like they were accompanied by a girl and she go he goes what girl <laughs> that was one of my favorites there you go nice um, there you go okay this is probably the mm, this is for sure the voice that you hear the most if you lived in Star Wars uh it's Timura Morrison or or D, D Bradley Baker or or as you wish Lord Vader. yes very true it's a
1: little bit different because that's the classic, as you wish. Yeah. It was uh, also difficult for me to get that sound bit without also featuring Vader breathing. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
0: but the most, not the most iconic because that's Vader, but probably the voice that you hear the most throughout Star Wars as far as dialogue, mm. um, especially if you lived in the prequel era, yeah. is Tamora Morrison, Jango Fett, slash Boba Fett, slash every clone trooper. Yeah.
1: A million more. Well on the way. 200 units ready? 200,000 units ready? Yep. 200 units were ready. That's true. That's also accurate. Less than Mm 200,000. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Come at me. Yeah. Tamira Morrison, uh, you know, and then obviously D. Bradley Baker played them as well. Uh, But Rex, Fives, Cody, all of them. Mm -hmm. All of the clones. Mm -hmm. The ones you like, the ones you don't like, Uh, the, the ones that are... I like. Uh, there's one really cool clip from the making of the Clone Wars where D. Bradley Baker shows how, in his mind, he creates a variety.
1: Yeah, I think it's cool how he gets in the headspace of the. Yeah,
0: clone. he's like, you've got the guy. He's been on the. He's been in the lines for a while. You know, I'm kind of getting a little bit more Australian there. But then he's like, then you have a guy that's more of a uh, an officer. He's he's very brisk and he's gonna make sure that he's uh, minding his business. It's very cool, like getting into different headspaces. Um,
1: I, I like watching voice acting. Oh, dude, it's fantastic. I feel like it's very underrated.
0: Uh, but yeah, And the original As You Wish is not the same voice, but technically it is the same voice because it is, it's it a it clone isn't. of a clone. Um, okay, here's an interesting one that uh, is kind of out of the blue, but this is my buddy Christian's, one of his favorites, is specifically Helmet On in Fist Nest. A uh, very, very cool character yeah, from Solo. If I tried Solo. to do an
1: impression of Enfys Nest's voice with the helmet off, it would just come across as very condescending. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. But um, the cool I think one of the coolest lines from Enfys um, from Nest is when they're on Vandor and they are doing the train heist, and they can tell that Beckett and Solo and those guys are holding their own, and Enfys really needs this coaxium. Mm-hmm. And on the... Um, speeder, she so she goes enough. I'm going in or whatever, and she and goes in. So that was super cool. But with the helmet on, one of the coolest design. I love the 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 more native feel of it. It's like the opposite of Imperial armor. Mm. So Infist Nest is a very very cool character. I would like to see her again, or uh, it would be cool to get a Disney Plus.
1: Um, what I just thought about somebody else who I'd like to see again, but I'd rather see more than her. He didn't make the list. That's okay. Go ahead. (laughs)
0: Hey! Oh, yeah, Babu Frigg. Babu (laughs) Frigg. Yeah, Babu Fricked. Oh, he would be cool. Okay, a couple of uh, good ones coming in. So, obviously, I already did my Infus Nest. Enough. It's kind of hard to do. Uh, Number five on the list, we have Han Solo. Here we go. And so, Han Solo is, he's got the best excited. Yahoo! I don't have that one ready, but I do have this one ready. Never tell me the odds. Yeah. He's the most smart-aleck character in Star Wars, and with good reason. And apparently the most behated character in all of Empire. Yep. Anybody from the first, like, 10 or 15 stories from a certain point of view is like, and then here comes this guy. Han Solo thinks he can walk in, become a captain. And I was like, uh, he's pretty important.
1: I don't have a good uh, Harrison Ford, but I do have a good... Mark like, Thompson, Mark Thompson, as, Thompson Harrison Ford. Is, as Harrison Ford. As Harrison Ford. All right. One of the most iconic I lines. want at least three lines, because I know you're going to say the one I'm thinking of. Go ahead. There's only really one worth mentioning, and <laughs> it's this one. <clears throat> hey, kid. <laughs> Obviously, you're referring to Luke. Yeah. If I go any further, it's gonna turn into me uh, doing the impression of that one guy from Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, the boss, the FBI. What are you guy. doing? You don't Have a cigar early. like that.
0: <laughs> uh, Han Solo is, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Over my, <laughs> over my dead body is a cool one from uh, A New Hope. Um, what's another one? I really like how much attitude he has with Job of the Hut in A New Hope. Uh, when he's still on his good
1: side, so he can be spunky. I like how much attitude he has with C three PO and Jedi. Mm, yeah, I think one of my favorite moments in Jedi is when he's telling C three PO how to negotiate, and he's like, "Get our weapons back." Oh yeah, he, he taps taps on didn't have all day. Yeah,
0: um, I like it when he goes, he goes, "Java." Next time, when he steps on his tail, yeah. and he goes, "Come talk to me yourself, don't send one of these twerps." And I was like, "Yeah, you tell him." But then Boba Fett comes into frame, and I was like,
1: "He's not a twerp."
0: Uh, but I love when he goes, Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. That's my own solo. It's not that good. Uh, okay, number six, Chewbacca. Yeah, i got to give one of these. But but, but
1: before we do that, we get Okay. Move.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chewbacca has the most iconic non-human voice. Yeah, for sure. I would say. Um, and that's one of the things that if you go down the street and you go, what does Darth Vader sound like? Even somebody who hasn't seen Star Wars can go... You know, some variation of the ventilator. Uh, And anybody, you know, I'm sure
1: that the talent level is not going to be very high, but anybody can make a, you know. I think one of my all-time favorite pranks was they took somebody's phone number and they put it on flyers all over a campus and they said that there was a Chewbacca impression contest going on and to call this phone number and leave a voicemail with your best Chewbacca impression. So they just had like hundreds of voicemails and people...
0: imagine you you're in class and you just have your phone on silent or you know i have that thing where if it's a spam call just send it to voicemail you know so yeah. if it's if it's a good voicemail then I'll, oh my bad i'll call you back but if it's like some kind of stupid call list i don't have to answer it yeah so you leave class and you don't even know it and there's like 50 uh,
1: what's your favorite chewbacca sound um maybe the one when he's distraught in empire yes whenever he's worried about Han, he's like row, row, row.
0: yeah yeah that's my favorite too okay number seven we're flying through these tuscan raider
1: got one of these ready here we go yep.
0: i like that they're really desperate oh at the end of that one hey guys hey guys, guys. <laughs> Here comes crazy man! Guys! Guys!
1: (laughs) Luke, there's tomorrow at the airport. We're gonna get stuff and get Sparrow. Luke! Luke.
0: (laughs) What are they saying? Guys, come on, we can get out here and get Sparrow. Guys! Um, I love the magic of George Lucas uh, when they're in editing and they just had a guy do this. And they're like, no, no, not aggressive enough. So it's like... Rewind, fast forward, rewind, fast forward. So if you watch The New Hope, it's like, it's like the first, like, whatever you call those, boomerangs. Nice. Is the Tuscan Raider. Um, I did love, <clears throat> I did love, um, at the very, very end of chapter nine of The Mandalorian, The Marshall, when they find that crate pearl and they're like, throw like ball! They're like super
1: charged up, so I love that. They were pretty wild about it.
0: Yeah. Tuskens are awesome. Um, the One of the first non-human mm-hmm. sounds we hear in Star Wars, mm-hmm. Jawas and Tuscans. That's why they're some of my favorites. Okay, here's a really, really cool one, especially if you were in middle school in 2005 like I was. <laughs> General Grievous, one of the coolest voices in Star Wars, um, and I love... Let me contract TB and I'll
1: do a really great... Impression.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that if you don't know this, but, um, if you watch Revenge of the Sith, you'll notice that General Grievous kind of has a cough. I tried to tell somebody this story and they thought I was making it up. No, it's real. Yeah, I know. That's uh, what I told them. But... During the filming of Revenge of the Sith, George Lucas had
1: tuberculosis. Um, and so he was, uh... I'm sorry. Do you mean to say different disease, like bronchitis? What'd I say? Tuberculosis. Isn't that something in the throat? That's what Doc Holliday died of.
0: Well, George Lucas is stronger than Doc Holliday. What do you say?
1: <laughs> I don't think there's a cure for TB,
0: bro. I'm pretty sure. Uh, It's called Billions of Dollars. You ever <laughs> heard of Magic I'm Johnson? Pretty, I'm pretty sure he
1: had bronchitis. Yeah, I think it is bronchitis now that we said it. You said TB, so I said tuberculosis. Yeah. TB is tuberculosis, but I was making a joke about being deathly ill and oh. having a cough. Well, he did have something pretty serious. Maybe it was bronchitis now that you say that. But anyways, he
0: was really sick. And he had this crazy cough on set. And of course, Ben Make me think I'm mighty sick. Yeah. Ben Burt, the sound, you know, guru, was like, you know, so George was like, and Ben's like, good, good, good. And so uh, they recorded George Lucas's cough. And so when when um when you first hear Grievous come on scene, he's like <coughs> It's actually George Lucas coughing up a lung from being sick on set. So... What a committed individual. What a committed guy. I'm dying, but this is Revenge of the Sith and I'm not giving up last Star Wars ever. So he thought. It was the time. Uh, so yeah, General Grievous has a great one. And uh, if you're a super fan, the in-universe reason for him having that cough is because Mace Windu gave him the once four. No. once. The once
1: <laughs> four. I'm so tired, bro. The what force? The... <laughs> Gave him the once over for
0: I went yeah, to say, was... <laughs> I meant to say what for and once over, and came out. So uh, when Grievous is stealing Palpatine
1: and gonna take him up to his flagship above Coruscant. Um, yeah, sorry, you said up to his flagship, and I was thinking like I don't know what I was thinking, but my went mine went straight to England. and You're like take him up to his flat, and I was like they going to going on a date. <laughs> I like to pause there uh, so he takes him
0: up to the flagship and right as he's getting ready to leave and Palpatine's already been taken into the shuttle mm-hmm. uh, Mace Windu comes around the corner and of course uh, you know Grievous does his best General Kenobi mm. impression with the four lightsabers and Mace Windu is like not impressed and does a little crunchy crunch and uh, yeah. crunches his lung yeah and he has he collapses right there um, okay, I've been doing a bunch of these. Give me your best General Grievous impression. You have to try 100%. <laughs> oh, is
1: okay. that pretty good? Cheap shot, but yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, number nine, Obi Wan Kenobi. I got a really iconic one. Hello there.
1: Hello there. That's probably the most famous line I can think yes. of. Yes.
0: And then also, it's very beautiful because you get to also have the Alec Guinness Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, which would have been.
1: Uh... Well, of course I know him. He's me. He's, He's me. me. Uh yeah. I, feel I, like I, love I got that. a pretty good Alec Guinness. Yeah, pretty good. Go ahead. Of course I know it. He's me. Uh
0: you sent a funny meme earlier where it's like, you knew my father. He's like, I didn't slay him. I nearly cut his arms <laughs> and legs off.
1: <laughs> he said, You knew my father? He goes, slew him. I only cut off his arms and legs. What? <laughs> what? 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 Uh yeah. Obi-Wan, run Luke,
0: run. That was cool. Uh I imagine if that was a real scenario and hear the went, voice of Ben, you'd have been like, like, huh?
1: What? And Alec Guinness was like, What? And then Darth Vader was like, what? <laughs> Good job.
0: Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, a very normal voice, a very human voice, but iconic nonetheless. Yeah. Um,
1: specifically from Ewan McGregor. Uh, oh, yeah. Ewan, Ewan is Obi-Wan. And what's cool about Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan is he's one of the like very few Star Wars characters that was one of the larger characters that didn't uh, later regret having that role. Talking about Ewan? Yeah. And he... Yeah. he I mean, like, he does it to the max. Like, mm. I remember I was watching Long Way Round and he stopped at, like, a hospital in Russia and did, like, a promotion as Obi-Wan to help, like, fundraising or something like mm. that. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Yeah. Super cool guy.
0: I love Ewan because he has such a big heart. He really yeah. cares about people that's oh, really yeah. cool. When He's- it's like
1: he was on something that was this big trip, I mean, it was obviously a project, right? you know, but he still went out of his way to do something charitable for someone else. That's super freaking cool. Exactly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> next, you have... Maybe one of the, maybe probably the second
0: most iconic voice in Star Wars, mm. Yoda. Yeah. Voiced by Frank Oz. Um, what's your favorite Yoda quote? Content rest!
1: <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that's the funniest one. That one's hard to beat. Um, uh, the other one I quote the most is,
0: rest, rest. I need Rest.
1: My favorite Yoda quote is when he... uh, I'll legit quote that to myself while I'm going to sleep. Nobody else in the room. I live alone, basically. I need rest. Rest. Rest.
0: Uh, I love when he says, um, the force surrounds us, binds Mm. us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. Man, it gets me every time. One time I was watching Empire with, with my wife, and we were watching, and he was like... The Force. Because, like, the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, the freaking Yoda's theme comes yeah. in. You're on freaking Dagobah, and so, like, the mist is flowing across the waters, mm-hmm. and he's looking out across, and Yoda's been living there by himself for, like, 25 years at this
1: point. You know, something like that. I mean, kind of. <clears throat> he's still yeah, but it's still lonely. Quai. Yeah, I mean. But he's he's sitting there. not in touch with the Force.
0: Yeah, but I think that, you know, even when Luke got there, he yeah, was I like, did. I thought this was going to be Leia, you know, just that kind of thing. Still, met, like... You can tell that he still thinks about the failure of the Jedi a lot. 900 years old.
1: There's not much else to think about at this point. Right. And so it's just really beautiful because... You think he celebrated his 900th birthday on Dagobah? I think he probably was like,
0: you know, probably trying to ignore the 900, you know? <laughs> kind of like we do when we get older.
1: Do you think he blew out 900 candles? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no way. No freaking way. You just look up in his hut at the beginning of Empire. It's just like covered in slag. from. Oh,
1: is your hut on fire? <laughs>
0: <laughs> from Clark. Clark Gissel. From freaking. Uh,
1: National Christmas vacation.
0: But he's looking out over the waters. It's just a beautiful moment where obviously as I'm a pastor. And so as someone who has, you know, a relationship with God who has faith. It's cool that he's like still keeping the faith after all that time. So anyways. Yoda's very cool. All right, this one's kind of niche, but it's super iconic for us uh, Star Wars guys. Yeah. Uh, number 11, we have the Hammerhead Jedi from the original Clone Wars. Mm. And the reason it's so cool is because um, because when Grievous is trying to get Palpatine and, uh, and take him up to his flagship of Coruscant again... Um, <laughs> They're kind of running out of options, and they're overwhelming this, this small group of Jedi that are supposed to protect the Chancellor, and so the Ithorian Jedi, I, Falmudama, I believe is his name. Yep. That's it. Is it? I don't know. Look it up. I'll bet you I'm right. Falmudama.
1: Yeah. Well, I will. Um, but I do we have find out... have a fun out. fact for the listeners once you're finished with oh, this oh, story. You're
0: not what right the you heck? Is this body. What are you doing? Oh, it must have been your dadgum. You sent me a TikTok earlier, and it went to the next one. Oh, no. <laughs> TikTok the one, sucks. The one I sent
1: you was pretty funny, though. It was. Um. What's funny is I don't even have TikTok. I just dang, have people sending me TikToks. Famudama was the towels. <laughs> I knew you, you were. Just were wrong. quit the podcast at this point. What's your fun fact? While I look it up. Um, the thing that you're going to talk about is how they kind of talk out of their throat, mm-hmm. and in that Clone Wars rendition, you see him kind of use it to uh, use the Force to amplify the frequency of the sound and basically cripple everyone around him mm-hmm. um that was first thought of by drew carpishan oh really in uh rule of two what year did rule of two come out it was before that but there's an ithorian jedi that is a he does battle meditation that's his strength hmm. roran korob is the character's name
0: um but yeah he's so this is really cool because they have four throats and so he basically uses it like the sonic sound gun that they try to attack the Incredible Hulk with in the movie The Incredible Hulk.
1: Oh, maybe it's after. It's from 2007. Yeah, 2003 would have been this series. Still. But still very it's cool. In, it's in Rule of Two. Um, I, mean, I, I guess I, I, I can try silly. to do an impression
0: of that, but I don't have holes in my throat to make a sound. But it's something like... <laughs> <laughs> <But>
1: imagine... <laughs> you just pooped your pants. Like, excuse me.
0: <laughs> Got a <cold>. go. <laughs> But imagine my yeah, farts
1: are long
0: <laughs> and way
1: louder than that, <laughs> and they reek. <laughs> Is that the joke? I think that you I would know Nobody if a fart, Jane. You'd throw
0: up your pretty little lunch. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> excuse me, but imagine that with fourth throats that are on the side of my neck. That was a twofer. You got an ithorian and a Genogrevis. Yeah, there you go. All right. Number twelve, Sheev Palpatine, Do huh?
1: Do it. There you go. Number twelve, Sheev Palpatine, Do Do specifically. Do it. Do it. As Palpatine. As Darth Sidious. Uh,
0: so not just Palpatine's voice, like, oh well, very good, but um, once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Or okay. like this. <laughs> ah. Ah.
1: Ah. What's we your favorite Shiv line? Don't <laughs> uh, most quoted line for sure is "Ah," because mm. there's just a lot of times I'm I've done something, it's just, I'm just satisfied, you know, for a little while, or I'm at the end of a long day and I take my shoes off and sit in my comfy chair from Bath okay. Pro Shop and I go "Ah, ah, ah." The um the work of his hands is at the end of every episode that we put out.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Space Base. Um, I would say that yeah, one of my favorite lines is when he says You won this. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Very good. Um I would say that one of the best lines from him from the Rise of Skywalker, whether you like it or not, don't care, is when he says Look what you have made. That's one of the coolest lines. Yeah. And his robes are like a sexy red, like a deep red. Dude, like, he
1: for sure did a wardrobe change, right? right?
0: He was like wearing like rags and after that he was like, And I'm ready
1: for a party.
0: <laughs> Out of <the> dirt <laughs> What?
1: When the Grinch is oh, trying the to
0: Grinch? Out the... Stupid. Out of dirt What would I wear? Okay. There it is. All right. Get this one ready. This is at the beginning of every episode Ooh. as well. True, too, true. Um, but the grandest of admirals, Mitron Yururudo, which is... Perhaps. Thrawn. Yep. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Perhaps. Now mm-hmm. he's arguing with himself. Also, uh, it was very cool because in the original Heir of the Empire trilogy, also read by Mark, Mark Thompson. Marky Mack. Um, the book, *Air the Empire, describes Thrawn as having a cat-like, gravelly voice. So in the first version, he's like, come in, Captain. It's still got the smoothness to it,
1: but it's a little richer? Definitely deeper. Um, it's Thrawn, but he's holding a glass of cognac, and he's smug about it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's Ron Swanson Swansenthrin. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Swanson.
0: Ron Thronson, which is close to his real name. <laughs> Mit Ron Eurodo. Yeah. Um, emphasis on the Ron. But, uh, yeah. Is the new one growing on you?
1: Which do you prefer at this point? I know at
0: first we were like, no, no. That's not what he do, sounds do, like. Do, do. No, no, yeah.
1: no. I think I'm team new Thron voice now. Are you? I've yeah. just listened to so much more content. Five books now. Mm-hmm. And when he's or four books. When he's speaking. Gonna be five soon.
0: How many are there?
1: There's three the in the trilogy, trilogy and then the Chaos Rising.
0: Dude, I heard rumor, just rumor, that they were possibly gonna re record Air of the Empire trilogy. Ooh. That would be sick. That would be cool. Okay, do you have a favorite throne? Uh
1: there's only quote? The one. Perhaps? Yeah. That's your only favorite? Is, there, is that another one? Yeah. He just says it so much. I think another one that I quote a lot, but it's you know, obviously at this point from the old trilogy, but. So awfully done.
0: Yeah, that was a really good one. Um, okay, number 14. Ho, 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 ho. Not Santa Claus. Jabba the Hutt. Four hoes. Yeah, so <laughs> Jabba the Hutt. Uh, well, obviously... knowing job
1: a lot more than four.
0: Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> Uh, jeez. Here we go. Uh, he was
1: just steeped he in
0: was. lady companions. He was. of uh, the Hutt is the most iconic um, black market criminal in Star Wars history. The greatest crime lord of Star Wars time. And, um, so yeah. He's one of the greatest. And it still sh- sends a little shiver down my spine when I think that Han and Leia are going to get out of the palace. And I just hear, ho. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Uh, It just really ticks me off. But, yeah, Jabba the Hutt is fantastic. Yeah. And um, you know his voice immediately.
1: Outsmart Jabba. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my things here.
0: And I like whenever he says, Han, my bookie. Which is Han, my boy, and Huttese. Very cool. All right. Uh, Number 15. This is how we end every review (laughs) of The Mandalorian. (laughs) Dude, what a cool word! Imagine being at the t- writing table and being like, "Okay, so we need like kind of like a party chant, you know, like a fraternity, but for Jawas." And somebody there was like, "What about suka?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all these crazy sounds started somewhere where they're like, "I don't know, uh, what about it? suka, suka?" And someone was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that'll do." What if they eat? What what's what the prize? Is it a diamond? No, no, no. Imagine a Cadbury egg. The size of your chest, but with fur on it. Real gross, but they love it. I don't know, just Star Wars writing is fun. Uh, The Jawas, Ootini! Um, "Ootini." "Ootini." Is that the first non-English species that we hear? Mm, By English, I mean speaking English? I guess so. I think so. In canon, yeah? Yeah. In A New Hope. R2. Yeah, it counts, I guess. Uh, so the Jawas, uh, number sixteen, the Mandalorian, also known as Din Djarin. and uh, obviously we're talking about with the helmet on.
1: Yeah. Um, really, <coughs> nothing special except for just the voice modular. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. <clears throat> but I did love um, when you watch the recap from the, first uh, the ep- beginning the pilot
1: of yeah. yeah the beginning of chapter uh, I missed twelve. Miss that Mando.
0: Yeah, he softened up really quick on us once he found Baby Yoda, or the child, excuse me. Um, but that first episode, when he walks in, he goes, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. And he's just tapping his little freaking blaster. That was sick. Um, so the Mandalorian is great. Mandalorian, great. Yep. Um, and then number 17, one of my personal favorites.
1: He was one of my favorites for a long time as well. I mean, he's yeah. still up on my list, but... Go ahead. He's been a little displaced. <laughs> Pretty good.
0: Uh, please do that again. I can't.
1: It was a one-off. I, I don't think I could ever match it. <laughs> if you haven't guessed, it's boss. It's <laughs> boss, guys. <laughs> See, we're so delighted. <laughs> it's hard to sound like Toes, but I did my best.
0: <laughs> like Toes? You just use little Toes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude... Bosk is the kind of guy that's looking to get in a fight. He's like,
1: "I'm gonna yeah. a problem with Boba."
0: Yeah. me. Good job. That was really good. You're impressing me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Bosk is super cool, and you get know, more and more of him in the Clone Wars. And Sorry if you're
1: just watching the audio version, I had a stupid grin. and looked right at the camera. I'm proud of myself.
0: Um, I would love to, man. If somehow Bosk made it into the Mandalorian. As of last week, we're getting really big picture.
1: It would be cool if they did something similar with what they did for Maul in season seven of The Clone Wars, and they had somebody do like a mocap or, you know, wear the bodysuit, but the voiceover, they actually still had Dee Bradley Baker do it. Oh, yeah. Um, Which you could totally do because he has a mask on. Right. You could make it work. Because he cares about other people's health.
0: (sighs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah, Bosk is amazing. What a cool character. He's one of those characters similar to Boba or Maul where it's like a really cool concept and they mm-hmm. expanded it on and expanded it on. Yeah, it.
1: for sure. Um, well, and I think he was already cool in the original stuff and then... Oh, yeah. Um, it was interesting how they reshaped his and Boba's history. I was just about to say, growing
0: up, one of my first Star Wars experiences outside of the movies was the Bounty Hunter War trilogy
1: mm-hmm. and him and Boba hated each other. By the way, if you have not read the audio version of that trilogy... I highly recommend it. <laughs>
0: the audiobooks
1: from... It's just like a fan. The Bounty Hunter Wars? Yeah. They're pretty good. I love how the guy that reads it... We're just it. bring this up a sample real quick. Uh, I'll entertain the fans. Okay, go ahead. So, um... There's two muffins in and oven. Oh, wait, here we go. Oh, wow. Joke. I'm not going to tell that joke. It is not inappropriate. I just, I'm, I'm tired of it. Uh... I thought I had more off the top of my head. Give me something to talk about. You can just talk about Bosque. So, we'll talk about Bosque. Uh, When I was a kid growing up, I had uh, lizards. I had pet lizards. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, I was just like really into reptiles. Reptile. (laughs) Uh, And so, when I saw Bosque, naturally, you know, I aligned with my affinity for the reptiles grew out of that because I had the terrarium in my room and I had to feed the lizards crickets because that's what they ate and the crickets that escaped um, lived on in my night and they would just cricket the night away Hmm.
0: okay so before they really started putting out like full-length unabridged audiobooks for Star Wars every Star Wars book was condensed into like three hours Mm -hmm. so the story was just flying um, I went ahead and just went into the middle of the middle book Just to see what we would get Good. Um, This one is called Slave Ship by K.W. Jeter The cover is very, very cool It's got Prince Caesar in the background Then Boss the And then Boba Fett So I'm going to try to Obviously i got to navigate And just try to find some Boss in here But you just want to hear how the book sounds yep. overall? Yeah, okay. I, just, I just want the fans to I know. think it's higher quality than you remember Phew
1: The gave a derisive snort What can
0: you do for me? i can tell you just how those bounty hunters out there are going to make their moves before they happen i didn't spend all that time in the old bounty hunter's guild without learning all the tricks of the trade and i know all those bars i know their minds work
1: i don't remember the the sound effects in it i see that's Mm -hmm. pretty
0: good the sound looked at him with distaste and that's what you're planning on selling to me. Your expertise on... Alright, well, I
1: stand by my earlier statement minus the sarcastic tone. Apparently they did a good job.
0: They did a good job. Um, but
1: I do love that...
0: So in that series, Boba Fett and Boss hate each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boba's just constantly one-upping Boss. I think I just
1: remember the Boss voice is what really stuck with me. Yeah, you're
0: gonna do
1: a good job. bye. <laughs> It was the overt hissing yeah. that really sent me over there. But
0: yeah, I think yeah, it is D. Bradley Baker that does Bosk in Clone
1: Wars. I am fairly certain.
0: Um, and he does a fantastic job. I do love that line. You got a problem with Boba. You got a problem with me. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then there's a really cool line from Star Wars Battlefront where if you're playing as the villains and you're Boba Fett and you walk up to Bosk, um, he'll say something like, just like the old days. And Bosk says, "Together, we were death," which is super sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty nerdy today. All right, Uh, number eighteen. Probably one of the coolest voices that we have on the list, honestly. It's a nice hat. It's a nice hat, Mr. Cad Bane, the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy before Boba Fett. Nice hat. Uh, Yeah, he's just he's very very cool. Um, He is kind of the Western character before they really went all-out Western with The Mandalorian. Mm. And according to unfinished Clone Wars episodes, he's dead by this time. But if they decided not to use that, obviously it hasn't been aired, didn't come out when Clone Wars Season 7 came out. If he was still alive, this would be right up his Western alley. Yeah,
1: that would be very cool. He has the
0: huge wide-brim hat. He's a Duro, so he's got cool blue skin, big mm. old red eyes.
1: Yeah, cool species.
0: Yeah, and uh, there's an episode of Clone Wars where he looks at an Ithorian, ironically, and he goes, where'd you get that hat? And the guy is instantly nervous because Cad Bane's like a loose cannon. Yeah. And he goes to reach for his gun or say anything at all, and Cad Bane shoots him and then throws his littler hat on the ground and picks and catches the big hat midair and puts it on, and everybody's like, look at him, like, "Whoa!" And he goes... What? It was a nice hat. So, that was pretty fun. Okay. Had a thing for hats that day. Yeah, as do we all. Yeah, I'm going Okay. am right now. Uh, you are. All right, uh, I'm going to give you this next one, even though I want to do this one.
1: Number 19, we have. Kuil. Kuil. Who is. The Ugnaught. Yeah, voiced by Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. So, you just got to have a Nick Nolte impression. Yeah. My best Nick Nolte impression actually comes from the movie Warrior. Yep. And, uh,. His son's name's Tommy, who is played by Tom Hardy. Mm -hmm. And in that movie, you hear Nick Nolte a number of times go, Tommy! Tommy! He does seem to have the shakes the whole movie. Yeah, he does. There's a really sad... I don't think he
0: says the word T. Tommy! There's a really sad moment of that movie where he relapses and he's... The whole movie is listening to Moby Dick Mm -hmm. on audio cassette and... It's just like a weird twitch that he has. He's constantly listening to that if he's not doing something else. And you realize that that is his coping mechanism for how to live right. Mm. Uh, Because he saw himself as Captain Ahab uh, killing his shipmates to get to Moby Dick the Whale.
1: Yeah, pretty deep stuff.
0: Yeah, it's pretty deep. And there's this moment where he has that relapse and he's screaming at the audio cassette, Stop the
1: ship! Stop the ship!
0: So, if I ever have to try out for anything, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs>
1: and for the audition, I'll be doing Nick Nolte's monologue in Warrior. Yeah. <clears throat> and then just start screaming at myself.
0: <laughs> you got two Oreos I can put over my he- my uh, Saliva ears.
1: and urine everywhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, but as Kuiil, he's much more reserved and refined. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Um, I'm blinking out here. <laughs> you want me to go for it on the spot? Uh, I'll show you how you can earn one's freedoms with the work of one's hands. That was really good.
0: <laughs> I love that we have to get into a headspace of like a facial expression.
1: Yeah, and I know my face is Michael J. Fox over here. Oh my god! What everybody was thinking it. I am Family Guy makes those jokes for a decade I and suddenly I am somewhat like a mouse
0: <laughs> I am <someone> <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <sighs> oh dear Anyway moving on Dude I've heard that if he has to do a commercial Don't nowadays He just like He just like sleeps for like two days before And he's just wrecked after whatever the commercial is Which is kind of sad but Okay God bless
1: him I love everything he does
0: I'm going to let you do this next one as well uh, because this is, is one of your favorite okay. characters. Yeah, and then you can... Have, like, I, I would like to have a little bit of a... Uh, give me a little backstory on why he's one of
1: your favorites. So, um, we're, I'll just go ahead and say his name. DJ. He's my favorite new Khaled. character. Yeah. Khaled? Khaled! <laughs> I had to explain to Dad who DJ Khaled was because he made an appearance on an uh, insurance commercial and Dad's like,
0: who the heck is this guy?
1: Dude, how ir- Like, how funny is that if you were not in the know? Yeah. You know, like, what's this... Huge Persian guy gets to do with anything? Why does he keep telling him another one? (laughs) Who's Lee? Got an ATM in that Tulsa library. Um, (coughs) you okay over there, Grievous? Sorry, that was terrible, Grievous. Go ahead. Um, anyway, in the Last Jedi, he's my favorite new character. Um, when there's a few, a handful of new characters in there, but I feel like the competition isn't super steep, (laughs) personally. Um, but I like DJ because he is... You didn't like the broom kid at the
0: end? (laughs) (laughs) He's the next
1: Skywalker. Man, the rumors about that kid were ridiculous. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. Anyway, Anyway. I, uh, I don't know. Everybody's just so self-righteous in that whole film, and I just liked that there was somebody who was willing to admit that he was wrong. Um, same thing with, uh... Iron Man versus Captain America in Civil War. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I just was so Team Iron Man because he was willing to even consider that he was wrong and and Cap was just so unwilling to even contemplate the fact that he might be in the wrong. Yeah. So I like that after he double-crossed the Resistance and he's got his reward, and uh, they're like, He goes, Maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it was funny because at first I really hated the stutter. You know, I didn't. I was like, "What the frick is going on?" But it's it's really grown on me. I also like that his first line. He's like, "Sorry, I couldn't help but uh, overhear what you were saying really loudly." Well, I was trying to sleep. I can't. Yeah. I, I can only do it sometimes.
0: I can't remember a specific line that he stutters in, but uh, <clears throat> it is really funny now to me. Yeah. Uh, so that's number twenty. Yeah, we got to keep going. Number twenty-one, Greedo. I've been doing so long. Was that uh, an
1: impression of our stepdad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang! <laughs> um
0: But uh, That's exactly what he said. One like. of the funnier and newer things is before George sold to Disney, he had made one more change to A New Hope for whatever reason. I guess to help with the Han first dilemma, mm-hmm. and so. Whenever um whenever he's Hans says, Over my dead body, and he says, That's the idea and uh he's I've been waiting for this day a long time, and Hans says, I'm sure you have. For whatever reason, they George was like, Let's add another line in there for Greedo <laughs> And so Greedo goes, my clunky <laughs> and then gets fried. Uh so there's not really a good impression. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's the idea. (laughs) But it is very iconic. Okay, uh, number 22, one of the greatest Imperials of all time, Grand Moff, Wilhuff, Tarkin.
1: You know, uh, Palpatine Invader aside, I think he's the greatest Imperial. Really? Name Hmm. another. I mean, I guess Thrawn, but Thrawn's not Imperial, you know what I mean? Thrawn Thrawn is is greater greater than
0: Tarkin, but Tarkin is the greater Imperial. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that Tarkin might be a greater Imperial than Vader <clears throat> when it comes to his commitment to the, to the Empire. Word up. Um, so, yeah, you have uh, Tarkin and... Um, Let's have it. What should I say? Where are we going? Uh, I like the way that he rolls his R's. So when he says, The Rebellion, I like that a lot. Um, your pathetic rebellion, princess. It's very cool. Mm. Uh, we have chosen your home planet of Alderaan. <laughs> It's uh, Ratatouille, Ratatouille, (laughs) but uh, yeah, he is very clipped. When people, when authors write, if you're reading a book or if you're listening to a book, they always talk about these clipped imperial tones. Yeah, and I really feel like Tarkin is like the blueprint for that, which is funny because he's actually from the Outer Rim. Um, Mm. but he has an amazing, amazing voice, and obviously, uh, Sir Peter Cushing was an amazing actor. And he was a knight. A legend. So how about that? He also played Dracula and Sherlock
1: Holmes. Whoa. There you so
0: go. there you have it. Um, the next one, Maul. What do you want to call him? Darth Maul? Sir Maul? Mr. Maul? Whatever. Maul. Maul. More?
1: Yeah. To they have another William quote?
0: Watching Star Wars Rebels with Samuel. <sighs> and Darth Maul comes stuff. on screen. And we're both like, you know, jaws on the floor. And he says, you may call me, which is Sam Witwer at the time, mm-hmm. Maul and we're just in awe of the beauty on screen and my dad super loud by the way goes more and we just had to pause the tv and die laughing for like 45 seconds and be like no Maul, you get it because he looks like darth mall <laughs>
1: so you may call me in the morning You <laughs> more
0: so How do you like your eggs Monday, Monday. <laughs> so, yeah, m- uh, Darth Maul, one of the greatest voices. Uh, and it's ironic because in The Phantom Menace, you barely hear it. And he's, um, you know... At last we will Jedi. Yeah. At last we will have
1: But Sam Witwer really brings... a rings- <laughs> single word during the fight scenes, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of teeth. Which makes him one of the... Most unique villains, because there's not a single monolog Mm-hmm. That's very true. down to business. Um, but I think that's Sam, why in the novels they... Give him a little bit more. Well, that and they just air him on the side of wanting to kill so bad. You know what I mean? He just really just wanted hungry. to himself against the master.
0: Yeah. Um, Maul is probably the most developed Star Wars character ever. When it comes to his evolution from where he started to where he finished. I guess, obviously, Anakin slash Vader is the character
1: that you... The story is based on, but... It's quite the claim. But he's up there. Maybe not number one. I'd say but he's... he's up there. I'd say Obi Wan is up there, especially now after we're getting the Obi Wan series. I think he he might be in the running. Well, yeah. But I'm saying. um... I, I know I, what you're saying. I haven't
0: seen Obi Wan do anything that I was like, oh my God. I can't believe he did that.
1: Good or bad. I think the main point of that that was kind of revealing was his relationship with Satine, where she was yeah. dying and he said, I would have left the old. If
0: we... Yeah. That was very revealing and yeah. sweet. Um, but Maul going from uh, a cool-looking henchman who dies in the Mm. first movie he's in to, um, like we talked about last week, George saw enough potential in him to bring him back and make him the main bad of a sequel trilogy. Mm. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, for sure. (coughs) I like that George liked him enough to recycle him.
0: Yeah, because he was the one that brought him back in Clone Wars as well. Uh, So Maul, uh, one of the coolest things that he says... Um, I'm not going to do the Kenobi impression from Twin Sons, even though that's one of the coolest lines that he does. Mm-hmm. And if you are a fan of Sam Witwer, look that up, because that's really cool to watch him act that out. Um, he's like, I'm lost. I'm lost. But mm-hmm. one of the coolest uh, is his monologue to Ahsoka, mm-hmm. when she's like, there's still time. And he's like, time for what? The Jedi? The time for the Jedi is over. And he's just like, when he lays out, basically, mm-hmm. here's where we are, bro. Yeah.
1: And the truth is, he was 100% right. Yeah, like, besides Palpatine, maybe, he's got his head on his shoulders more squarely than anybody else in the galaxy at this point.
0: Yeah, think about that. At some point, part of it is the (laughs) intent At some point,
1: Maul is the most sane person in the galaxy. Yeah, freaking think about that. You got Mace Windu, I think, is dying at that point. Like, that scene is happening. Freaking Alex Jones, man.
0: Uh, Yeah, called it. Uh, But, yeah, so Yoda... Um, Obi-Wan, all those guys who are like the wise ones, Mm -hmm. and here's Maul just spitting out straight facts. Uh, So Maul's an amazing character. Number 24, I'll go ahead and do this one. Uh, Hold on. I got you. Oh, okay.
1: Excuse me.
0: Jar Jar Binks. Love him or hate him. He has a very, very iconic voice. Yeah, very, iconic. And you know what? That's probably the thing about the character that people dislike the most um, but as a young kid, it's probably what made him so silly to me and, and sold the toys. Yeah, so well, Jordan and his—the
1: his, actor did—I forget his name. Uh, Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best did a great job with mm-hmm. uh, encapsulating the identity of that character and the way he moved and, yeah. and his body language. And it's
0: it. interesting because so many people want to hate on the acting of Hayden Christensen or hate on the character or the way that Jar Jar is portrayed— mm. But they're the same people who are crying about Disney should just give George the reins over the next trilogy. Uh, listen, buddy. Uh, if you listen to George Lucas talk about uh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah.
1: Uh, directed four Star Wars pictures.
0: Yeah. Uh, George go says how impressed he was. And he says that Hayden absolutely captured Anakin Skywalker. Mm. Uh, he's the one that says Jar Jar is the key to all this. When he's talking about episode one. So, I'm along for that ride. That's fine if you want to give George Lucas the next trilogy. But uh, don't be a fan of George and then hate on the next movie he directs. Not that he will, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't have both both sides of the coin. Anyway,
1: back to voices. Um, we got another one coming in hot. This is maybe... Oh, we didn't do an impression of Georgia, though. That's fine. Uh, Come on, go ahead. I, I've got nothing for you. Go ahead. Squeeze it in. Squeeze it in. Uh, let's see. One of my favorite is when he's like... Oh! oh! when he's doing the the flip there you go there you go the next one this is maybe the most to me the most iconic R2 noise (laughs) yeah R2-D2 is number 26 we're just uh, just under halfway there (laughs) R2-D2 is amazing he's also got this um, a wide range of personality though so for Mm -hmm. instance when he's navigating his way through the swamp in just
0: an actual whistle makes its way out that's really cute um yeah, R2, the, the sound engineers for Lucas uh did an amazing job yeah. of you know exactly what he's thinking. Absolutely.
1: And it it's incredible that they were able to communicate thoughts with no words. You yeah. know what I mean? It's I mean they do it with so many characters throughout, but I yeah. think R2 is especially R two and um, Chewy, impressive. man. You know they, exactly where they're at. There's really no vocalizing going on, you know what I mean? It's cause Chewy it's you can put emotion into it. Yeah. And he and he has hands. Right. To be like, oh, you know? Yeah. But, but R2 is just a freaking soda can. Yep. That's very impressive to me. Yeah. You
0: know? Who would have thought about that? Okay, uh, number 26, his
1: counterpart, C-3PO. Who has uh, grown on me in my older age. I yes. used to think he was super obnoxious. But just like I was saying, I thought it was so funny the way that Han dealt with him in Jedi, you know, when negotiating with the Ewoks. It's also super funny the way that 3 po uh, is looking back and forth between uh, the Ewok and Han, he goes,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, just like <laughs> yeah. he's trying to figure out what to do. I
0: do love, um, I can't remember, is it, a, when is it when
1: somebody yells at C-3PO and he goes, goodness gracious me. Oh, um, that would have been in Empire. Somebody yells at him, I can't he remember. He says his. hi to one of the droids and I think the droid goes, Ijuta. Yeah, but that he says, how rude, when that happens.
0: But I think it might be a it might be an Ewok. Oh, he's like, oh no, it's a it's a Return of the Jedi. It's um, someone's talking to him. It's like and he's like goodness gracious me. It's um it's the eyeball that comes out of the mm. front door at He's like and he's like goodness gracious me. That's one of my favorites. Um, I love that Anthony Daniels
1: sounds exactly like C three PO. It's funny to see such a um, to use for lack of a better word such a polished. Individual, yeah, you know, I, I guess it's pun intended. Um, <laughs> in such a grimy galaxy, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, speaking he's, of he's, polish in a grimy galaxy, remember when he was sexualized in that one Clone Wars
0: episode from the original Clone Wars where he was like got the new metal on, it's like wow 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 the sexy saxophone, <laughs> like and he takes the cloak off and he's like glistening. That was silly. Um, I did like, uh, in um, The Rise of Skywalker. He says something to the fact of,
1: uh, you didn't ask me, but I'm all right. Uh, that was one of my favorites. You didn't say my name, sir. Oh, well, that's terrible. But yeah, he's like, you didn't say my name, but I'm all right. Yeah. Goodness gracious me. Um, I get back centered. When he keeps when he keeps yelling, um,
0: an empire. I love that. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Number twenty-seven. Looking number twenty-seven. I look reported this. Uh. I love that meme that's been going around when it's like, when you watch the Clone Wars and Rebels, nobody said you were a geek, but now you don't understand what's going on in the Mandalorian. <laughs> the signature, look <laughs> signature look of superiority. signature uh, look of superiority. Count Dooku, the Count of Sereno. Mm. Um I love Sir Christopher Lee's voice, but the voice from the Clone Wars is almost better, in a way. Obviously, Sir Christopher really? Lee's is the best because it is him. Yeah. But just... The extra in the Clone War, Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, they.
1: Hello. <laughs> Hello.
0: That's really funny. Um, okay. You want to do a Dooku? I did. Been looking forward to this. Ah. Price to Pride? Double to fall. Double
1: to fall. Okay. Uh, number 28, the B1 Battle Droid. Yeah, I think the B-1 battle droid is an interesting subject when Mm -hmm. talking about voices. Because as we said, or we were talking about it earlier, and I had mentioned how um, in Phantom Menace, the vocalizers for the B-1s are not uh, uniform. They have different voices throughout.
0: And I guess I had heard that before, obviously, Mm -hmm. seen the movie, but I didn't think about it. And as we, we went back and watched a couple of little snippets, and it seems like... The regular battle droids have kind of a higher pitch, and the higher up battle droids, you know, the commanders or whatever seem to have kind of a more bossy tone to them, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Um, so you like, you know, Roger Roger for the regular one, and it's like,
1: um, you know, yeah. Well, there's one. He's like, Corporal, check it out. Yeah. And he's like, Roger Roger. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's just like there's a very vast yeah. difference. in them. the
0: yeah, it seems like the the regular B one, the 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 peon, sounds more like a Lego battle droid.
1: Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, and then, you, know, you know, they're... The higher-up are like, all right, let's do it. And then by the time you get to the Clone Wars, they're um, obviously, like, hyperbolized almost. You yeah, know, they all but, seem the same. Do you like how silly they are in the Clone Wars? I don't mind it. Um, yeah. Because it's kind of a take on the B-1 in Revenge of the Sith. Like, you're welcome. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they just you're kinda, welcome. like, a sassy attitude. I think all the B-battle droids, like B-2s, also were like, stupid-ass dromech. Yeah. Stupid little astro droid.
0: Yeah. Um, number 29, you have Newt Gunray. Mm. I do love Newt Gunray. Uh, ah, victory. Or,
1: uh, is that legal? Is it? This is getting out of hand. Somebody shoot or, or something. Or something. Now there
0: are two of them.
1: Yeah, uh, very iconic voice, very iconic lines, especially mm-hmm. as we get into uh, Attack of the Clones.
0: Lord promised us peace. Or Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Whenever, I remember being in the movies with Dad when we saw it, and Dad was like, kill that guy! <laughs> he was like, so sick of him, I guess. Uh, but I'd love a, du- a good uh, Nymoidian. Uh, number 30.
1: Wat Tambor.
0: And I care more for the sounds of him changing
1: his voice. Trying to figure out how to talk than... I don't even really honestly remember what his actual voice sounds like. I just remember... I think it's something like... Figuring uh, out the wrong trousers on his chest.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I love... um, I think he says something like... uh, The techno union. Like, something like that. But really, the the cool one is like... -er." Why would you... Why would you have more than one option for how you're... What's the point? I guess to... I do love a good gargonzola. Gargonzola. You're kind of going there into uh, the rabbit. Hutch. Yeah. That's where I was going for it. Um, So Watt Tambor is very cool, if not only for his chesticle changing thing. (laughs) Okay? Number 31. Out there diddling
1: the chest. All right.
0: (coughs) Number 31 um one of the coolest voices in Star Wars yeah. um I'm still waiting this for some kind of a redemption uh you might have seen I mean if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, plug your ears for 15 seconds, mm-hmm. but you might have seen mm-hmm. a young mm-hmm. version of this gentleman.
1: Or an, yeah, an experimental. An
0: experimental version uh Supreme uh, Leader Snoke if you will. Yes. Uh, Snoke, played by the uber talented Andy Serkis, has an amazing mm-hmm. voice. Um, but I remember straight up fainting mm-hmm. uh, when that trailer came out for the Last Jedi, when you see the huge gorilla walkers at well, the beginning.
1: And because Andy Serkis was, aside from the original, you know, characters that they were bringing back from the original trilogy. Um, Andy Serkis was probably the most iconic actor going into that and because he naturally attracted so much attention they were so secretive of what he was doing right I remember there's so much speculation and um, like photos were leaked of him in the mocap suit and we were trying to figure out who he was playing what he was doing yeah everybody thought it was Darth Jar Jar you know oh my god yeah um when he says when I found you I, f- I saw raw
0: unadulterated power raw yeah um I'm trying to think of like an iconic... What's the most iconic Snoke line, you think? Um, take that ridiculous thing off. Yeah. Dude, man, I feel so bad for Kylo when he's just punking him. And make no mistake, if Kylo had to face Snoke one-on-one Kylo, straight up... Kylo
1: looked like Wolf does when I take a toy. He's about to throw it cash.
0: Yeah. <laughs> his feelings were his. hurt. Yeah. Um. Whenever he says... Uh, whenever he says bring her to me. At the end of uh, Force Awakens, I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's the end of Rey. Um, yeah, I, was, he was... I talked about this recently, but I thought it was so silly whenever the Force Awakens came out and people were like, how are they going to defeat that 70-foot guy? Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny, dude. Uh, Snoke was the most fun speculating ever, but alas, it was not to be. Um, he would have been cool as Plagueis, but whatever. All right. Um, Moving right along. Snoke is there and then number 32 hello what have we here the smoothest voice in all the galaxy like okay like promised land chocolate milk
1: it's lando calrissian i'm sad okay didn't make it now that i thought about it. That was probably one of my favorite takeaways from rise of skywalker oh yeah that was a good one okay
0: okay, okay. um but yeah Lando Calrissian, whether it's Billy D. Williams or um, Donald Glover, both of them are fantastic. Donald Glover did an excellent job. Excellent job. And can I please get the Lando Calrissian Chronicles? <laughs> Anytime soon, we'll do. Um, I do love Lando Calrissian, and um,
1: I got a pretty good Lando. Okay, go ahead. All right. Hey, get I'll do my... <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead.
0: Power cover.
1: No, just order, I don't know. I, all right, I got my two most iconic ones, which we already did. You know. Okay. Hello, what have we here? Well, pretty good, and okay. we got the, uh, that thing's operational. Yeah, his voice does change a little bit to Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little smoother and sexier in Empire. Yeah, but then but, he's uh, piloting the Falcon and he sees the, that, that thing's operational. One that blast came from the Death Star. One of my favorites Stand is, a better chance to win against that Death Star. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Would you get going, you pirate? That's one of my favorites when he's talking Han. Uh, Okay. This one's fun. Um, number 33. Uh, if you're not a fan of Star Wars Rebels, you won't know this one, but it's very, very iconic.
1: The mm. Bindu. Yeah. Um, Basically, Star Wars Aslan. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the Bindu for those who haven't seen. Honestly, I don't really know much about the Bindu. Tell because us what you know. We don't know much about the Bindu, but they're uh, the, I guess, would be the Resistance. The Rebellion? Rebellion. Yeah, it's before four. So the Rebellion, I, I keep forgetting, like what they call them before they're actually formed but um the ghost crew yeah the ghost crew is hanging out on a planet and uh they're about to be trapped by thrawn and his um i guess a fleet is what we would call it yep and uh the fleet is thwarted by the invasion of a certain lion turtle in the sky yeah you know he he looks reminiscent of a lion turtle from avatar the last airbender Mm -hmm. um and he just seems to be a being solely of the Force, maybe the most Force-aware being that we have aside from the Ones, you know, that we talked about in our episode of the Ones discussing the Mortis arc. Right. He's he's interesting because he's... Um, he's basically the Treebeard of Star Wars.
0: Yeah, but much more powerful, I would say. But he's, uh, he's not bound to... Uh, did you not see what Treebeard did to Isengard? It was pretty raw. He's uh, he's not bound to um, Chopper Base, which mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the actual planet. Atsalon, I believe, is the name of the planet. Um, because I remember Thorne going, Atsalon. Uh, but anyways, uh, he's this huge, huge, huge uh, you know animal or creature or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he's not an animal because he's sentient, but he's about the size of a two story house. Uh, he's a huge animal. Um, and he kinda looks
1: like Fire.
0: Yeah, he kind of looks like a lion and a moose, you know, kind of mm-hmm. going on. And he does have kind of a, I don't think he has like a shell, but he's just very slow. And he's been around for forever. And uh, he he has um, amazing knowledge of the Force. He's the one that talks about if you take a light side, um, you take a light side holocron and a dark side holocron. And if you put them together and you have someone open both of them, um, you need a light side user for that one and dark side blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah then if you ask it a question, it has to grant you the answer that you're seeking. Basically, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Your wish has been granted. But uh, the Bindu is basically says the light and the dark, and he says, I'm the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. Which basically, he's a, he's a forced being mm-hmm. uh, of sorts. And it's very cool because the Empire is trying to attack him. And uh, they're trying to attack the rebels, and he kind of stands in the way, and Thrawn says, what Jedi devilry is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was cool that Thrawn recognized right away that it wasn't a natural thing. Mm-hmm. So that was really neat. And uh, the Bindu says, the light, the dark. I'm the one in the middle. That's my impression of the Bindu.
1: Very cool character. All right. This, this one, one is all you, bro. <laughs> this is all me. I thought I had a sound bit for it, but it turns out I don't. I was almost positive I had one, but my impression is just as good. It is good. So imagine yeah. you're on Tatooine. Yeah. Uh, the Boon to Eve classic. Mm-hmm. Hot in Pursuit. Uh, and just before an imminent crash is about to occur, we hear out of the mouth of the rumor weed.
0: You-du-du-du-wfff!
1: Mars Guo. Probably the most quoted line of no words that I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, anytime anything goes sour, <laughs> if we're.
0: um... Somebody's like, about to hit me in traffic. Yeah. We'll we'll play... Like, we play disc golf pretty mm-hmm. regularly, and we'll throw a bad throw, and either one of us... Roar! That just means this is not going the way that I hoped it would go um, before we explode into a ball of flames. Mars Guo, uh, one of the pod racers um, from episode one. Number 35, Mother Talzin.
1: I don't really have a good Talzin.
0: I... Me neither, but she's a pretty iconic voice. Uh, she is the uh, leader of the Night Sisters. She's a witch, very very powerful
1: force user. The most influential user of the magics that we see mm-hmm. in uh, in other than she yeah. makes an appearance in Rebels as well, right? No, she's dead by then. What the freak am I thinking of?
0: She uh, she might might have a vision
1: of her maybe.
0: Um, but she's very witchy, very you know, I don't know, Transylvania, find your brother. Uh, very witchy uh, I can't think of anything specifically she says um, but the the crazy thing is that she was actually so powerful that she was going to be Palpatine's apprentice and um, when he went to meet with her that's when he discovered Maul and he actually stole Maul out from under her her son mm-hmm. um, so Darth Maul's mother, Mother Talzin Mother uh, in uh, and the reason I think probably that
1: probably Laul
0: <laughs> I knew that Palpatine thought that Talzin was probably stronger at the time but Maul was more malleable yeah and he didn't want and that's important yeah he didn't want somebody to be rigid and stuck in their ways because as powerful as Mother Talzin is with Sith alchemy or uh, witchcraft um, Palpatine can do both and he needed somebody to train that could you know the rule of the Sith is to try to strengthen the Sith and so uh, Mother Talzin
1: is very very strong very powerful and uh, one of the more influential players players. like more like Non-mainline, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? She's pulling the strings for Savage Press. she's pulling the strings for Ventress, uh, mm-hmm. she's got that whole 1v1 thing with Dooku where she's doing the voodoo and he sends Grievous. Yeah. Um, she basically...
0: She's a greater... She could beat Grievous in a fight one-on-one.
1: Um, I think be- she essentially sends Maul down the path that he ends up on. Uh-huh. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um and she is the. She knows that Maul has survived all this time, and Talzin is actually the one that tells Savage Opress to go find his brother, and that's how Maul is brought back into the canon through Clone Wars. By the so, way,
1: speaking of Savage Opress, number 36. Savage Opress. Give us a little backstory on the voice actor for Savage Opress. Plain and simple, Mr. Krabs. Uh, yep. He's everywhere in Star Wars. He's, he really is. Um, the governor of Lothal, right? Um Ryder Izadi is the name of the character. Okay. That, that's the governor of the Savajo yeah. Press. He's that um what's Deveronian? The... Yeah, Deveronian from Mando. Was it episode five? Mm-hmm. Six. Um, six. I don't know, I always think it's five. Five is Tatooine. Yeah. Uh what else? He's in he's one more, right? Mm. Yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, still for one person. Is too... he the voice of
0: he's not the voice of the the four-armed Jedi that kills all the clones, is he? Uh,
1: Pong Krell? Yeah. I don't think so.
0: Um, but yeah, Savage press Is that you, brother?
1: Has yeah. a very cool voice. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's just got His voice is a so cool voice, but... that he
0: kills people with his head.
1: Yeah. Is that you, brother?
0: Brother? 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 Uh, brother. Very cool. Yeah, and then, um... Is that you, Santa Claus? that you, Santa that you, Santa Claus? Uh, which brings are me to... Present for me? All right, number 37 is uh, your favorite Geonosian, Poggle the Lesser. I'm going to let you do this one. All right, I'll do one as well. Is good enough for you? He's the guy that um, is in charge of all the Geonosians who are trying to uh, get the head start on building the Death Star. And uh, he has a really iconic... Yeah, very insectoid clicking but he says this uh, thing that always sticks with me when I'm watching Attack of the Clones Um, so the Geonosians if you don't know who those guys are are the bugs uh, basically at the end of episode 2 and they are
1: gross if you're a fan of Ender's Game basically buggers I'm pretty sure they stole a lot of lore from Ender's Game those novels were written in the 80s and 90s, uh, and they have a whole story arc about how the Geonosians are hive mind, and they have a hive queen that's straight out of the novel. Buggers. Alright, Um. here's a really great one. My much more favorite, Besalisk, Um Yep. Because Pong Krell is a wiener. He's a turd burglar. Uh, we got Dexter Jetster, which, first of all, what a fun name to say. Dexter Jetster. Dexter Jetster.
0: Obi-Wan! Hey, you're looking at a Kniebuk, Camino and <laughs> Saberdot. How big your, uh, pocketbook Puckies. is. Depends on how good your manners are. How big your <laughs> pocketbook is. Pocketbook. Yeah, he owns a pocketbook. diner, and he's actually, a uh, sad story, packaged, he is... My dad. Perfectly packaged. Uh, Dexter Jetster actually died... Um, via the Hand of the Empire because he was basically a monitor for R. A. Uh, being friends with the Jedi. Jedi. So Dexter Jester is very cool. Um, he somehow is super in the know as well. Knows more about the universe yeah, than most the Jedi. Most knowledgeable kind of...
1: in the history of the galaxy. Yeah,
0: Comes out, butt crack
1: showing. Obi-Wan! Hey, old buddy! One arm for cooking, three for pulling up his pants. Yep. Dexter Jetser number 39, Ventress. Massage Ventrol. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh Kenobi.
0: It <laughs> was pretty good. yeah, uh, yeah Ventress, the bald-headed know.
1: chick from the We're Clone Wars. Talking about Kenobi.
0: Um, and uh actually in the book Dark Disciple, you find out that she grows her hair out and it's platinum blonde. Why weren't you doing a little earlier?
1: Massage. has a good look for you. Um, yeah, I've seen some... Good enough to uh, steal the heart of the most elusive Jedi in the Order. Yeah, Quinlan Vos. Quinlan Vos. Uh,
0: yeah, so Ventress has a very, very cool voice. Uh, it's very condescending. Uh, not quite as boss, but I've been doing a lot of yelling tonight, so my voice is kind of raspy. Um, number 40 number 40 is one of the coolest voices from the sequel trilogy and he gives the best speech of the sequel trilogy including anything that the resistance does mm. and it is General Armitage Hux mm. and uh, he is dude I was fired an up an excellent when, orator yeah when he was like all remaining systems will bow to the first order yeah. and will remember this as the last day of the republic
1: it was freaking sick. Yeah. And Sorry, I couldn't really actually yell it because I would destroy your ears. Just obliterated the galaxy right after. Yeah. Hux is the... Other than the Snoke... The literal red-headed stepchild. Yeah.
0: Man. Snoke is the saddest story of the sequels as far as how cool he
1: was and mm. how it was undone a little bit. But... Hux, if he were a little bit more competent, would be like the... Um, The new Tarkin, yeah, the Tarkin of, but I would say it's not it's not Hux's fault; it's the writing's fault. Yeah, because and the fact that General Pride is definitely like the Tarkin of the First Order. Yeah, but
0: Pride became about because they had to do a bunch of stuff to try to get back on. You know what I'm saying? Though, yeah, for sure, for sure. General Pride, very very cool. Um, but you kind of ruined the character of Hux as soon as you start off The Last Jedi with making fun of making mom jokes about Hux. Yeah, like if you did that crap to Tarkin. Not flying, bro. He would, he would have you flayed.
1: So yeah, I I did not care for that. It's one of the reasons. By the way, the actor for Hux is the son of Brendan Gleeson, the actor for Mad-Eye Moody. That was so crazy when they're in the Harry Potter movies together. It's a father-son act. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I I like
0: the Last Jedi, but that's one of the things that I don't like about
1: it is the terrible use of Hux. Yeah. All right, number 41. Uh, Josiah fought for this one, so I'll let him introduce it. I didn't necessarily fight for it, but it's a very iconic voice, I guess you could say. BB-8. Wee!
0: Very cool. BB-8 was uh, the droid that really captured a lot of hearts leading up to The Force Awakens, and so he deserves to be on the list.
1: Yep. Number 42. K2, the only droid to compete for my heart's affections towards droids, which were exclusively... Dedicated to R two up until that point, but K two S O stole the show for me in Rogue One. Uh, yeah, the slapstick style delivery from the great straight face delivery, the brilliant one line zingers, mm-hmm. all the way to the heroic death. Uh,
0: not to mention along the journey, you have the beautiful "I'm not carrying your crap" moment <laughs> where he drops all their bags when they're on Jeddah. I love that. Uh, I love when he's like, "Why does she get a gun and I don't?" And he's like, "What did you get the gun?" Uh, Cassie did not make the list, but he has a cool voice. Um, number forty-three. One of the. One of the. We're coolest. saying this
1: about like a billion voices, but but
0: this is one of the coolest. Really, what I mean at this time? I mean at this time, the forty-third time I've said it.
1: <laughs> hey, Republic
0: public credit's. Uh, no, they won't. The Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. <laughs> Only money. Yeah. Only money. And then. Uh, Andy, it is you! Uh, what are you? Somebody, look, you look like some kind of Jedi! Uh, yeah, Lucasfilm is for sure hiring us after this. Uh, Watto, super cool, uh, one of a kind. I don't think I've ever seen a character like his again that I can remember. Um, so he's very, very cool. Watto is uh, Anakin's owner from the Phantom Menace. And
1: what? Nothing Keep going. Um,
0: I love how him and Qui-Gon have this silent rivalry that obviously Qui-Gon wins. Number 44, the pod racer announcer in parentheses S because there's two heads, one body. Uh, so they're known as Fode and Bead because they have two different personalities, but the heads go down to the one torso, so it counts as one. And uh, my favorite line is... That's gotta hurt.
1: Good job. Get ready. That's gotta hurt. Uh, yeah, voiced by Greg Proops, a uh, common... Appearance maker on uh, whose, whose Line Is, is It Anyway? Annoyed. The original run. Uh huh. And Pretty also. Pretty silly guy.
0: Yeah, very, very funny. And
1: I did love um, I whenever like the way they, he does the character.
0: When they intro Jabba and they're like, job with that. wah, and they're shaking their hands. That was cool. Number 43, this is more of a species thing, but Ewoks. Yep.
1: Yep. I was like, man, these guys make some banging music. And I was like, yeah, anybody who John Williams makes music on their behalf makes some good music.
0: Right. It's, it's like, John, oh, wow.
1: John Williams can do no wrong.
0: Yeah. But um, whenever it's like, yup, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then they have that freaking huge celebration at the end where you're panning oh, yeah. through the different, you know.
0: And they're resourceful. Da, da, da. They
1: recycled all the Stormtrooper helmets for uh, steel drums. Uh, yeah. And they sound fantastic. Perfectly tuned. I don't know how they did that.
0: Uh, they're freaking geniuses. <laughs> uh, they live lived on indoor, so. Musical there you go. geniuses. Ewoks. Number 46, Samuel. Uh, uh, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> package, my dear. <laughs> Admiral Akbar, the Mon Calimari. Uh I do love Akbar and uh fantastic leader. Mm. Deserved more.
1: He did. And, they um, did him wrong.
0: They did him wrong. And, uh, man, even people who don't know Star Wars know
1: it's a trap.
0: It's a trap do love barf, barf, him.
1: Barf. And I do barf, barf, barf. love Radis, but Akbar is the superior Moncal for sure. All right, uh, number 47, we got Sebulba. Yes. Uh, he doesn't say much, but... I don't have a good Sebulba in my back pocket. You got something for us?
0: Okay. When he crashes and it just... Oh, yeah, hug, he yeah, yeah. easy... <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a good one. That's a good one.
0: Uh, he also has a good...
1: <laughs> yeah, a, when he breaks He's off a good the... little B-roll villain. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he's a just... little side villain. Yeah. is just living for Sebulba. hmm Perfect uh, uh, attendant of the Wretched Hive of Scum and villainy. Yeah. I would totally watch a Disney plus Sebulba
0: show. Two episodes probably, but uh, I'll, I'll watch it. Okay, uh, number
1: 48. Yeah, I kind of wanted these guys included. I think they're just the Kaminoans have a cool way of talking. Tanwi and... I can't remember the Prime Minister's name. (laughs) Ooh, What? Uh, That's his name.
0: (laughs) Tan-wee is... uh,
1: Tan-wee's here.
0: Yeah, Tan-wee is the one that says... I forget the Prime Minister's name. I can't remember either.
1: Do your best, Tan-wee. I could actually do a better Prime Minister. Yeah, but we don't know his name. Yeah, but I know his rank. Okay, go ahead. I'm trying to remember what he says to uh, Obi-Wan. We've been waiting for you, Master
0: Jedi. Lama
1: Su. Lama Su.
0: Lama Su, Prime Minister of Camino. Uh, One of the coolest lines that Lama Su delivers is, Magnificent, aren't Magnificent, they? Magnificent, aren't they? Yeah, Kaminoans are
1: turds, bro. They knew all about Order 66. They knew about <laughs> they the inhibitor could, chips. They could not care less. Dude, and, some of the best con men in the galaxy. Let's be, let's be real. Oh, for real. Yeah, fooled everybody. Selfish little douchebags. And rich beyond imagination.
0: rich 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 rich.
1: Also though. I bet I they did would give the the Munes like a run for their money there towards the end of the war. Ooh, you think so? Oh well that's true. Towards the end of the war when they're just shelling out clones. Dude, they basically own the Republic at that point. Well also you the Republic th- is stealing money not stealing money, borrowing money from the banking clan just to give it to the Kaminoans. But the banking clan was with the separatists. Yeah, but so were the Kaminoans. Secretly. But the banking claim was on the surface with... Well, the banking claim was like neutral ground. Oh, I see. The banking plan was sign your your treaty. But they still, you know, had seats in the Senate. I see what you're saying. That's true. Um, yeah, the Kaminoans,
0: uh, one of the cool things from that Legacy of the Force series that I need to let you borrow is there's a character that obviously Mandalorians, because Bope is the Mandalore at this point and mm. clones are considered Mandalorians if they ever get out of the army... Uh, were pissed off at the Kaminoans, and there's one character that's actually kind of a carryover from the Republic Commando series because Karen Travis mm. wrote that and she wrote that a third of... That is why of, I'm here. Um, she wrote a third of the... I think you have. No, might my Obi-Wan physical oh. confusion. Oh. Uh, that but That is why I'm here. The funny thing is that uh, there's a character that I guess had caught a Kaminoan and had uh, made gloves. Oh, that's pretty G. Out of the one's hide. I thought those would be comfy. They said that they were gleaming white. Okay, um, so number 49, this is all you. Uh, oh, yeah. So I guess Leia we, made the list yeah, technically. I thought about it after I said it. But, but in her boosh outfit, which is the bounty hunter that she impersonates trying to get Han out of Java's palace. Just say she's very bougie. yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta get a little closer to the mic for that one. You have hibernation sickness. Your type will return in time. Someone who loves you. What if he's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "Someone
0: who loves you." I'm a lizard. You got a problem, mama You got a problem with me. It was funny because Han was like, oh, Like he was not having it.
1: Uh, Han plays a very, or Harrison Ford yeah, plays no, a very yeah, convincing no. carbonite victim when he's like, oh, oh, oh. Um, "Yeah, just make my face wet and I'll get the shakes." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving on. Before you have hibernation sickness. <laughs> I tried to stop it.
0: Stephen had a sense of humor. All right. Oh, Boosh. was specific. Was number 49? We're right up there. Number 50, Qui-Gon Jinn.
1: Which, that's me, Obi-Wan, introducing you as Qui-Gon. Uh, give me something to say. I had a good line when I was listening. What if you scream Anakin, Master no. Master Apprentice. No, I can't do that one. Say, um,
0: you're friends with Sifo-Dyas. Or say Master Sifo-Dyas. Or Master, uh, you said Master Sabaoth, but you meant Master... Uh, what was Dooku's first apprentice's name? The one that can't get laid.
1: Real Avaros. But yeah. I said Master Sabioth on purpose. Oh. So go ahead. Uh, you gotta be aware of the cosmic force. obi what we wanna. That's more like Mark Thompson, or uh, Jonathan Davis's Qui-Gon.
0: die, 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 Be mindful of your feelings. Yeah. I love that he says, uh, Obi-Wan in episode one says, I should be mindful of the future. He says, not at the expense of the moment.
1: Not at the expense of the moment.
0: Pretty good. Say, um, if you return my daughter to me... Well, I, I want to know where this is going before I'm trapped I in will find thing. you and I will kill you. That was the long oh, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I will find you and I will kill you. Uh, yeah, so Qui-Gon Jinn has an amazing voice. And uh, he, it's iconic because he's the first person we really hear talking about the Cosmic Force. Mm-hmm. He's the first person that really talks about Anakin's potential. And he's the first Force ghost voice that we, anyone in the galaxy has ever mm-hmm. heard. Um, so when he says, um, Master Yoda, can you hear me? And that's all suddenly when Eason comes back to voice himself for the Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Very cool. And Yoda's like, hear you, I can. See you, I cannot. And uh, Qui-Gon says, My training is not complete. Very cool. Qui-Gon Jin. The greatest. All mm. right. This one is um, kind of up your alley. Number 51, Q90, also yeah. simply known as Zero, a bounty hunter droid from The Mandalorian, yeah, episode him, six.
1: If you watch the IT crowd, we just call him Moss. Yep. Um a little backstory. Give me something to say. Give me something. Hit me with something. Anything. Uh, okay.
0: Anything. his His voice is also used in chapter. Um ten. Yeah. Which is episode two of the season lady. of Mandalorian. Because the frog lady speaks and he she needs to talk to the Mandalorian. So she says, uh, Wake Up Mandalorian, I
1: can't wait any longer. Wake up Mandalorian. Wake up Mandalorian. This is not zero. This, what story do you want me to tell him? This is not a drill. Uh
0: so Moss from the IT crowd is this cool looking black guy with like a He's got a fro, but he's it's got, got a fro, but it's, it's it's like it's got a side part. over. Freaking uh, sick! It's kind of like a grown-out, not as sexy-looking Lando from Solo haircut. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I don't know
1: where they came up with it, but I think it's pretty
0: cool. It's TVH. cool. <laughs> um, it's kind of a, I think James Brown had that too, didn't he? Maybe uh, when I wasn't seeing him. Uh, but yeah, Q90 is uh, very, very, very cool looking. Um, almost like a mixture of. Uh, I'm going to fly the Razor Crest. Yeah, he's kind of kind of looks like, Wurlam uh, um, a little bit. Mm. I can't remember what the head looks like though. Is it the same? As, it's not the same as Wurlam. It's like it's very uh, insectoid
1: though. He's got the fly eyes. Yeah.
0: Um. So very cool. Uh. It's interesting because he has the cool droid overtones. Yeah. It's the, but you definitely still hear moss in there. Yeah. Wake up, Mandalorian. Wake up, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Um, okay. Staying with droids, you have IG-11, which is the IG droid that has turned into a
1: nurse. Bless him.
0: Yeah. Um, IG-11. I can't really remember what he sounds like. He sounds this a lot like Q90. List. Um, but I do like that he says um, he when the Scouts are being mean to uh, Baby Yoda in Episode 8 of Mandalorian, and he's like, you will return the child to me. And it's like shooting at him. Yeah. And he's like freaking, of course, all his joints are like 360 joints. So he's like grabs his wrist and
1: just does the whole crocodile death roll. I thought it was funny like, that <coughs> his slogan was to nurse and protect.
0: Yeah. And then he basically is <coughs> like, freaking <coughs> hilarious. He shoots that guy and he looks at the child and he goes, I'm sorry you had to see that. Uh, that was one of my favorites. All right. I want to do this one. Yeah, that's all you. Number 53, Los Pollos Hermanos Moff Gideon. Um, first Giancarlo
1: Esposito just has an amazing presence with mm-hmm. his voice dude when we're watching the round table mm-hmm. when he starts to talk yeah the whole well, room just gets quiet yeah. he's just got such a commanding presence. him and Carl Weathers both have very mm-hmm. powerful voices but I think Giancarlo probably more than Carl Weathers it's just his, he's just got this energy man. yeah
0: and so he's talking about the yes Moff Gideon's character um, at the end of this most recent chapter of the Mandalorian they're talking about a tracking beacon being placed on the razor crest mm-hmm. and he says and we will be ready it's just so refined sounding and so there's this cool part where he's talking about the volume which is the stage that they shoot the mandalorian on for the most part and it's this giant 75 foot uh, circumference led wall mm-hmm. and um he basically uh is saying i can step out of my tie fighter and wow I'm there. I've got my lightsaber. And it's just, when he's talking, I was like, (gasps) it was just so cool. He's an amazing voice. Um, And his presence is so confident and so powerful. All right, we're running along, so let's slam out these last two. All right, number two, General Veers. I'll give you one line. number two, he meant number 54. What'd I say? Number two. I'm sorry, I meant two to go. (laughs) So number 54, um, you know, counting down three, two, one. Um, General Veers uh, my favorite line from him in the in the actual movie is, uh, "Lord Vader, the shield will be done in no moments. You may start your landing. You may start your landing. Uh, I had the cool AT-AT from the 90s that Dad got me for Christmas, and you could play, press the button and say, "Lord Vader, the shield will be done in no moments. You may start your landing." Uh, I always thought it was crazy cool that someone told Lord Vader he may start his landing. I was like, Vader knows what he wants. Fears, get in line. But he's a very cool voice. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest characters from The Empire Strikes Back. And
1: uh, I'll let you finish this one out. All right, final one—the only Bostonian in all of the Star Wars galaxy, uh, Mr. Bill Burr as Mayfield.
0: Yes, Mayfield from uh, Episode Six,
1: the Heist. What's the you got under that Hel- helmet, man? Do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can't see your eyes. I can't trust you. Yeah, he's like. Uh, wasn't a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a
0: stormtrooper. Uh, Just—it's basically Bill Burr it's in space. It's just Bill Burr in space, man. Um, but he has the two guns with the super yeah, the cool shoulder mount army. that just like. I guess knows where he's going. Mm. Um, but yeah, Bill Burr is like, so we're going to get in here, right? And we're going to bust these dudes out of this jail. You understand? And then we're going to get out of here. Yeah, get what you deserve. Yeah. Uh, so Mayfeld... There you go. You know, we probably could have found somebody cooler, I guess, but... I just love him. Um, I, love, I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr is awesome. And I think him, it's funny
1: that he's just Bill Burr in Star
0: Wars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's the deal with you, Mando, huh? You just let us use the ship you're going to come along with us? I'm assuming you don't trust us. You know, just... It's like... It's watching Bo Burns. in yeah. space. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed that. That was Star Wars Voices, episode 44 of The Chistest and Edsy. Again, if you like this video, please subscribe to the channel. Like this video, share it. Hit the notification bell and tell your friends about it. And
1: uh, may the Force be with you. And remember, last impression for the night. The only family you have here is me. See you next week.